Morning, everybody. Nice to be back with you again. And uh, we'll begin our service by singing to God's praise in Psalm 21, uh, from verse 1 through to the verse Mark 6. And it's from the Scottish Psalter, Psalm 21, to God's praise.
Let us pray together. Lord, I have asked the congregation to hear to pray with me. But none of us can pray at all without your help. When we come here together as a group of people in great need of prayer, we thank you that we have just read and sung about our Saviour that you did not withhold from him whatever his lips did crave. And we pray, Lord, that we would rest in that and in his word and in his glorious promises, and that we would come to see as we sang that in that salvation wrought by thee your glory is made great, We pray that you would appear in your glory in the meeting of your people, in the hearts of us as individuals and families, that we would see the King in his beauty. What good is it, Lord, if we are left to ourselves, if our minds are on tomorrow's business or yesterday's concerns? We are here professing to worship you. Help us, enable us to do that. Yes, in our failures, in our ignorance, in our sin, wash us. Yea, wash thou me, and then I shall be whiter than the snow. Lord, we pray for drops from heaven to fall. your spirit to awaken those amongst us who are strangers to Jesus and to revive those amongst us who are seeking your blessing and your comfort. Open our hearts to receive and to worship and to say thank you. We commit to you our cares, the cares of the congregation here as they search for your will, set over them a shepherd of your choosing. We pray for those here today who are anxious about their health, about their families, and about their futures, and about their past, and about the sins of omission, and the sins of commission. We pray, Lord, for those who are bereaved. We think of the Walker family. Be near to them. Grant that they would know that the eternal God is the refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. Please be with us
as we sing your praise. We can go through the, the motions, as it were, without thinking. Deliver us from listening and judging a sermon. Grant that we would rather judge ourselves and come to say, above all things, your face, Lord, seek will I. We do profess to be here to worship you, but that can be merely outward. Grant that we would be coming here to, today to say, send your light forth and your truth, that that would be a guide to us. Help us then and pardon us for Jesus' sake. Amen. And I'm going to read Psalm 23. We're going to read and speak about Psalm 23 this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And may the Lord add his blessing to our reading of that psalm, our understanding of it, our memory of it, our thinking and meditation on it. Well, children, nice to see you. Do you like sheep? You do. I like sheep too. Do you like roast lamb? I like roast lamb as well. Yeah? Oh, well, some of you won't realize this, but I am a wee bit of a shepherd. I've done a lot of work with sheep over my lifetime. And I like sheep, although they're a bit kind of, they do things that surprise me sometimes. But I thought I would just uh, tell you a couple of reflections on my life with sheep. With sheep. I had an uncle, some of you may remember him. His name was K. 
Kenneth Mackenzie. His sons were Angus and Ian Mackenzie, and he had a daughter, Ella. Now, this uncle, Kenneth, was a great, humble shepherd. And my father was driving him over the Struy Hill one day. And the Struy's a, a mountainous hill just not far from Allness. And as they were driving over the hill, Uncle Kenny said to my dad, See that sheep there? And there were hundreds of sheep. Oh, he said, the one with the, the two horns there, the one that's slightly longer than the others. And my dad said, oh, yeah, I'm seeing it. So what? Well, Uncle Kenny said, that was one of my sheep. I sold it six years ago in Inverness at a top sale. Uncle Kenny knew his sheep. He knows his sheep. And we learn that about Jesus. He knows his sheep. So I want you to remember, because you'll find it very helpful, something that I used to do, and I still do it. See that finger? Have you got that finger? Hold it up. That finger. You hold it up. That finger. Some of the older folks are holding the finger up too. The old finger. And sometimes I will do this. Get a hold of that finger. So try that. Get a hold of that finger and hold on. Hold on to it. So I want you to hold on to that finger till I'm done. Right? You're holding on to that finger. Are you holding on to it? Yeah? No? Anyway, this finger. Because of the first line of the psalm that we've just read and that we're about to sing. The Lord is my shepherd my shepherd he knows me and he cares for me the Lord is my shepherd now about 10 years ago or maybe 15 I don't know I was taking a service in Castle Street Baptist Church and I mentioned that story and sometimes I still hold on to that finger. That word, my. And there was a lady, an elderly widow in the congregation. And on the way out, she said, oh, thanks for that story. Oh, I said, how's that? She said, I'm living on my own. And I get frightened when I hear noises in the house. Is that somebody? Is that a burglar? And then I hold on to my finger. The Lord is my shepherd. Glorious 
wonderful, simple and helpful. Just you remember, the shepherd knows the sheep and you are to hold on to him. The Lord is my shepherd. Have you got it? Good. You'll tell your mummy later, will you? Maybe your daddy too. The Lord is my shepherd. Let us proceed then to sing that psalm to God's praise. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23, probably the psalm that all of us have sung more often than any other. And maybe that's true for the whole of our society. 
Many psalms are full of the psalmist's complaints. This one is full of comfort. How will you know who God is and what is he like? What does he do? What does he do for us? Plenty folks have ideas. Some say, I don't believe God exists, that there is not a God, the fool that in his heart conclude. Bishop Holloway, the Bishop of Edinburgh, said not so long ago, I'm not altogether sure that God actually exists. People are wanting answers. To life's questions, I cannot find any answer. Yesterday morning, I was in a business in Inverness, and the lady behind the counter, who I've known for quite some time, said to me, well, I've tried three husbands, and none of them have worked. Isn't that the way it is? I've tried drink, I've tried business, sport, drugs, success, and I'm still worried. I haven't found an answer yet. Last year in the United Kingdom, 86 million prescriptions for antidepressants were given 86 million individual prescriptions for antidepressants. That tells you something about what's happening in our world. And I hope and trust that you are asking, how is it that someone can say, the Lord is my shepherd? So we want to look at this psalm and learn from it what we can learn about God and how he is our shepherd. With the same prayer that Paul had for the Ephesians, that you would know the love of Christ, that you would understand the length and breadth and depth and height of the love of Christ. There are seven titles that God has given to himself in the Bible. And each of these titles are hinted at in this psalm. So our proposal is to look at these titles, to give you the meaning of them, where they are in this psalm, and where we find them first in the Bible. The title, the meaning, where it is in this psalm, and where it occurs first in the Holy Scripture. I want you to come with me back a couple of thousand years. <coughs> Forward. 1,200 years from when this psalm was written to these precious words in John chapter 10 where Jesus explains it all and says, I am the good shepherd. 
So you and I are going back a couple of thousand years and we're coming forward 1,200 years or so from when David wrote this psalm to the person of Jesus Christ. Seven titles. The first is Jehovah Rohi, R-O-H-I. Translated, the Lord is my shepherd. Rohi is used in connection with feeding. Yes, sure, he feeds us with mince and tatties or roast beef and baked potatoes. I don't know what you're having for lunch, but he's feeding you. And you're to thank him for that. But there's much more. He feeds us with food convenient, appropriate for our soul. He says to us, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. He is the feeder. He, the soul that longing is, doth fully satisfy. Where do you find it in the psalm? It's there in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. Where do you find it first of all in the Bible? It's way back there in Genesis 48 verse 15. There was Jacob on his deathbed blessing his children. And he says it on his deathbed. The Lord is my shepherd. God is my shepherd. Remember he finished that. I think it's the second verse, the following verse, he says, bless the boys. Isn't that what you, Father and Mother, wish for your boys and your girls, that they would be blessed and that you can say, the Lord is my shepherd on your deathbed. Jehovah, sin can you, my death song shall be. Rohi is also used in connection with leading. The shepherd leads. Remember that little illustration in Psalm 51? These bones which you have broken may rejoice. That sounds crazy. You're going to break the bones and I'm going to rejoice. That sounds crazy. The allusion is to the shepherd walking in front of the, the sheep and there's a a lamb who wanders off and the shepherd throws a stone at it and then a stick at it and it comes back and eventually it goes off again so the shepherd picks the little lamb up and what does he do? Breaks the lamb's leg. Binds it up. And carries the lamb in his bosom and then puts the lamb down to his feet. He won't leave him then. These very bones which you have broken may rejoice that they would follow. He has given us, Isaiah 55, a leader and a commander. We are to follow him. Keep your eye on Jesus. My sheep hear my voice and follow me. Lead us. Lead me in truth. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Rohi. Feeding. 
and leading. That's the first title. The second one is Jehovah Jireh. What does that mean? The provider. Where is it in the psalm? I shall not want. Possibly one of the greatest pieces of biblical logic. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's logical. Where does it appear appear first? Genesis 22. There you have the two of them. The expression used is both of them together. Abraham and Isaac going up the mountain, both of them together. Three things went up the mountain. The father, Abraham, carried the knife and the fire. Who carried the wood? Isaac. You remember Isaac's question? Dad, you've got the fire. You've got the knife. I've got the wood. Where's the lamb? And what did Abraham say? Faith. And Abraham said, the Lord's going to provide. The Lord's going to provide. God himself will provide. And what did they call the place? Where they built the altar. What did Abraham call it? Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. And isn't there something wonderful about what John the Baptist said about that? He referred, didn't he? When he pointed to Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. It wasn't a lamb that God provided for the sacrifice for Abraham. We read further on, it was a ram. And those of us who are country boys know the difference between a ram and a lamb. It's a lamb. God provided for Abraham. When faith acted. When were the waters of Jordan dried up? When the priests put their foot into the stream? When was the Red Sea parted? When Moses lifted up his arm and his rod? When did the widow's oil not run empty? When she poured it out. When did Naaman's leprosy disappear? Not where, but when. When faith acted. When he walked into the River Jordan. The Lord will provide. And friend, if you're 
like me, you will be saying he can't. You will be saying often in this situation, I've lost it. You'll have forgotten his graciousness. You've forgotten that he says, my God shall supply all your needs. They're all here, or many of them. Rest, there's it in the psalm. He makes me lie down in green pastures, in the means of grace, under the preaching of the gospel. These are green pastures. Yeah, you're not lying down. You might be sleepy, but you're not lying down. You're sitting, but are you lying on him? I was reading yesterday, I think, or the day before, about Andrew Boner and prayer. This is what he said. When you're praying, you're not praying to someone afar off. You're not speaking to someone in the other side of the room. You're lying on his bosom. You're having communion with him. He is near you. He is with you. Green, fresh pastures. He provides rest, refreshment. He leads you beside still waters. Guidance leads you in paths of righteousness. Confidence. I will fear no evil. Companionship. If you're lonely, here's the best, friend, for thou art with me. Comfort your rod and your staff. Comfort me. What's a staff? Something to lean on. There's a friend of mine. I believe all of you know him, but I'll not mention him. He's in the mid-90s. He never had a walking stick until a month ago. And now he's got one. He's leaning on it. Are you leaning on the staff? Leaning on the everlasting arms. Provision, you prepare a table. Joy, my cup runneth over. And above all himself. I give my life for you. He gave his life for the sheep. Perhaps this psalm should be titled The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jehovah Jiri. We've looked at Jehovah Rofi, Jehovah Jiri. Now, Jehovah Shalom, S-H-A-L-O-M. What does that mean? The Lord is my peace. My peace, I said this was a cascade of comfort that's pouring into our hearts if we will receive it. Where is it in the psalm? There's it in verse 2. He leads me beside still waters. Where is it first? Go back to Judges chapter 6. God's people have forgotten God. 
Gideon, this frightened farmer, from a very poor family and the youngest boy in the family, was raised up and used for a triumphant victory. And after he had that victory, he built an altar. What did he call it? Jehovah Shalom. The Lord Jehovah is my peace. And he worshipped. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're thinking about. I can tell if your eyes are closed. I'm not very sure whether you're meditating or feeling like sleeping. But God knows what's going on in your heart. Are you saying he is my peace? And worshipping. You'll find it there in that chapter. Why he worshipped. Why did Gideon worship? Verse 14. You shall save Israel. Verse 16, I will be with you. Verse 23, peace be with you. Verse 12, the Lord is with you. Peace. Now you might be looking for peace in your work, in your family, in your church, in your future, amongst your neighbors, with your reputation, in your loneliness, and you want peace. Therefore, the great therefore of Romans, chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. And here's the biblical references to this. The motive throughout, the motif throughout Scripture. Listen to them. Isaiah 54, 13, peace like a river. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. Philippians 4, verse 7, peace that passeth understanding. Ephesians 2, 14, he is our peace. Colossians 1, 20, peace through the blood. Jehovah Shalom. How can we go through this psalm and these motifs that are there for us without saying thank you, without worshipping? And then, what do we do? We go and make another cup of tea. We go and put the telly on. We go on to Facebook or Instagram and he is saying to us come unto me and I'll give you what you're needing and what you're looking for the rest you'll have the still water do you know why you'll have the still water because I had stormy waters for you Have you got still waters? Have you got still waters today? If you don't, it's here for you. The storm is changed into a calm at his command and will 
so that the waves which raged before, the waves which raged when I thought of my shortcomings, when I thought of my missed opportunities, the waves now quiet down still. Rohi, Jire, Shalom. The next one sounds the same as the first one. Rofi, R-O-P-H-I. Jehovah, Rofi. What does that mean? Rofi, what does it mean? You need to know it. You need to enjoy it and have it. The Lord heals. Where is it in the psalm? There's it in verse 3. He restores my soul. There's it in verse 5. You anoint my head with oil. Where is it found first? So way back there. In Exodus. God's people. Were travelling across the desert. Yeah, they had a dream future. But no, no, no. H2O. No water. They were very thirsty. Then they came to that place called Mara. Ah, there it is. Water. But it was bitter. Undrinkable. Moses cried to the Lord. The Lord showed him a log. A log? Throw that log into the pool. Into the water. It was sweet. The water became sweet. The Lord heals the water. And what do we find in Exodus 15, 26? I am the Lord that heals. Jehovah Rophi. Heals. It's also used in terms of those who might be cast down. And I think of it this way, cast down. The sheep. Big fleece is lying down. It rolls over and it can't get up. It's on its back and it can't last all that long if it's lying in its back. And the shepherd comes along, rolls it over, helps it up and watches and waits to see if the sheep gets up and walks a little and starts taking the grass again and the sheep is fine. Cast down. Oh, I'm I glad so often for these verses. I think it's in Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. And I wish that you would, when you're that way, go there with me. Ask yourself the question. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Why are you discouraged within me? Have you, have you asked that question this past week? Why are you discouraged? Why are you cast out? Well, the answer's in the verse too. 
The answer is in the next two lines. Still trust in God. For him to praise. Good cause I yet shall have. How are we healed? Isaiah 53 tells us. By his stripes. I have come. Jesus tells us. To preach the gospel. And to heal. The broken hearted. John, no, it's Luke, I think it is. Luke chapter 4. I have come to heal the broken hearted. There is a balm in Gilead. There is medicine for your heart and soul. Jehovah Rohi. The Lord heals. That's number four, if you're counting. Then we've number five, six, and seven. The next one, I don't think I have a favorite, but the next one is, is there. The next one is at the top of the list because I was brought up with it often referred to in my hearing, and in yours too, probably. Jehovah St. Kenyu. What does that mean? The Lord, our righteousness. Where is it in the psalm? Verse 3. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Where first? In the middle of Jeremiah, chapter 23, Judah was falling apart. They had sinned terribly, and God sent prophets, and they weren't listening to them, and they were being hound-hounded off into exile. Jeremiah had told them that Judah would be taken captive. Yes, God is going to deal with you. You're going into captivity for your sin, but, but God is, has promised Israel will be restored. God would raise up a righteous branch. Who is this? What's he called? Are you wanting to know? There it is. 23 verse 6, I think. The Lord our righteousness. Jehovah St. Kenyon. The Lord our righteousness. That's why McChain finished that wonderful poem with these words. And may you and I have them now. And may we have them when it comes to the last moments. 
the last time I was here, <clears throat> there was a man sitting two seats from the back on the left-hand side. I had known him for years. He's now in eternity. And that's a reality for me and for you. Will you have the last line of McChain's hymn? Jehovah sin can you. My death song shall be. It's not about your work. It's not about what your history is or your knowledge. It's on his completed, unspotted righteousness, his finished work for sinners. Fin sinners. Yes, sinners like Samson, a big man with a she problem. Sinners like Samuel, yes, Samuel, a great priest with a dad problem. It's for you, sinner. It's not about what you know. Is he your death song? Is he your day song? Is he your Monday morning song? Your Sunday midday song? The Lord, Jehovah, our righteousness. Number six. Jehovah Shammah. S-H-A-M-M-A-H. What does that mean? It means Jehovah is there. Where is it in the psalm? Verse four. Verse four. It's wonderful. We read it. We sang it. Verse 4, for you are with me. That is remarkable. That is worship. If you can say that in your heart, you're worshiping. Where do we find it first? Well, it's in Ezekiel. That mysterious book. The people were away in captivity in Babylon. We're told that in chapter 1. About 600 years before the birth of Christ, that's where they were. And poor Ezekiel was told in chapter 2, go and tell them that they're away and they're going away and going to be dealt with there because of their sin. They were now in a fix and they knew it. Things can't get worse. They couldn't even sing about Zion, about Jerusalem. Oh, how the Lord's song shall we sing within a foreign land. We have to hang up our guitars. Our church is a ruin. It's been destroyed. Dark sorrow. But then... The last words of that mysterious book of Ezekiel. 
Chapter 48, 35. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. He's there. He knows. Are you in difficulty? Are you at wit's end corner? Hear what he says. I will never leave you. Are you concerned about the valley of the shadow? Hear what he says. I am with you always. The shadow of a great giant cannot hurt you. The shadow of a big dog or a lion cannot help you, hurt you. It's the shadow. Don't be afraid. Fear not, little flock. I am with you always. When you pass through the waters, and you will. I am with you. And I remember a, a late friend, Dr. Hugh Gillis from Stornoway preaching on this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And what he said was, the Lord is saying to you, friend, come this way to glory. This is the way to glory. Through the water. Come this way to glory. Ascend, I heaven, lo, thou art there. There, if in hell I lie. Thou art there. Jehovah Shammah. Rohi, Jire, Shalom, that can you, Shammah, one more. Have you worked out what it is? The title is Jehovah Nisi, N-I-S-S-I. What does it mean? The Lord is my banner or my flag. Where is it in the psalm in verse 5? In the presence of mine enemies. Where do we find it first? It's in Exodus 17. Remember the wilderness. The people were being attacked by the Amalekites. Moses appointed Joshua to lead them into battle. Moses said, I'll watch from the top of the hill and I'll take Aaron and Har to help me, to hold my hands up in the, up in the air as I pray. And we were winning. And Moses worshipped. And he built an altar. And what did he call it? Yes, you've got it. That's what he called it. You're right, Jehovah Nisi. Has God helped you? I'm going to tell you something he has. In sickness, in bereavement, in trial. Has God helped you? Display this banner. Tell what he has done. 
Make mention that his name is exalted. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. He great deliverance gives. No one can pluck them out of my hand. A banner over you is love. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Jehovah Nisi. Therefore, my Grey Friars friends, let us worship Rohi, my shepherd, Jire, my provider, Shalom, my peace, Rofi, my healer, Tidkenu, my righteousness. Shama, my companion. Nisi, my banner. All my salvation and all my desire. Jesus is saying to you and to me this morning, I am all that my word says. And I am all that by People need Jehovah Jesus. Have you met him this morning? Let us pray. Dear Lord, please help us to pray, to say thank you. in our hearts and in our lives and in every step of every day to be thankful. We cast upon you all our cares knowing that you are our shepherd, our provider, our peace, our healer, our righteousness, our companion, our Lord, our Saviour, our hope, bring us to echo the words of the psalmist when he said, But I have all my confidence, thy mercy set upon. Thank you for calming the waters, stilling the storm, showing us your glory. Bless the work of the gospel in this congregation, lead and guide. Grant that we would all be like the baby here, crying out to you, knowing that you hear us. Prepare us for eternity. Pardon us for our sin. For Jesus' sake. Amen. And we'll conclude again with Psalm 23. To God's praise, the Lord is my shepherd. I know for the people at the back that I have been confusing you a little this morning, but it's not without a, a knowledge of that. And I thought we would try and get Psalm 23 with God's help into our hearts and minds. So Psalm 23 again, 
the Lord is my shepherd. Shepherd, I'll not want to make me down to life in pastures green. He you for the glories of that psalm. We thank you that we can say as we think of you that our cup runs over, that you are exceedingly above all that we can ask or think. Please put your everlasting arms around each one of us. Feed us with the sweetest of the honey 
that is the glory of God in Christ for us, with us, in front of us, and behind us, and pardon us for Jesus' sake. Amen. <laughs>